<laughs> All right, here we are. Crooked Lake. Hello. How you guys doing? <laughs> Pretty good. Thanks for having us back. Tom. Also, Cicada Radio. One half, half of Cicada Radio. <laughs> How's everything today? Good, man. Yeah, we're both, uh, we're all three of us, I guess we're Uncle Joe's yesterday, so. We're struggling. <laughs> yeah, we're all re- recovering. We're all struggling today, but we're gonna we made it. <laughs> make it work, you know? We're making it work. Just ha- surprisingly good, considering I was out all day yesterday. Right. <laughs> yeah. You guys are chipper. <laughs> You're bright looking. We drank a lot of coffee. You're radiating. <laughs> Lots of bagels. Oh, bagels, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good thing to do. So, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing, man. We, uh, like I said, we just put this new album out on Friday. Came out Friday? Last Friday? Yeah. Yeah. Killing last- Horse, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Came out on Killing Horse. Uh, we played a show on Thursday, which like was never really part of the idea. Like, I didn't expect to be playing shows with this when it started. It's mostly just Other like I, it yeah. was just Mike came through one day, probably two years ago now, and was like. Hey, I recorded these. Here's a couple demos of these songs I'm gonna record. And I was like, Yeah, cool, acoustic guitar. Um, what if I just lay a bunch of all this other stuff? I just like, he sent me a demo and I just sent him a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> but like, I recorded on top of it and was like, What if we make the record like this? So by the time it came, uh, was it Tony offered him a show and I was like, You know what? I'm just gonna go up there with you and like play some electric guitar. So it ended up being really fun. So like, a lot of stuff's happening now that like we didn't kind of expect to be doing. Yeah, how'd this grow out of Cicada Radio? Because you it guys was, are bandmates in Cicada Yeah, totally. Radio. Well, before like even Pat and I were, we were like, I was just out of college and he was still in college. We were living by our old school, Kane. Like uh, before Cicada Radio started, we were both kind of recording our own music and kind of just doing stuff randomly, you know what I mean? But I was doing stuff, just recording a lot of acoustic stuff. But then we started playing together and then we started Cicada Radio and everything kind of snowballed from there. But like this whole time, I've really always been, you know, kind of writing songs on my own. And, uh, you know, some of them would be better than others. But I feel like I really was really focusing really on like singer songwriting type stuff. Like yeah. the structure and just doing it almost like kind of stripped down by yourself, just a cut guitar and vocals, you know. But that was kind of the idea where this was going originally. And then Brandon, I showed him the demos and he started adding all this other stuff on there. And it was almost like he described it as seeing like color almost the first time in your artwork when before it was just black and white where I started seeing like now I write songs based on like figuring other instruments out, you know what I mean? And it's just way different than Cicada Radio where I'm just like playing guitar and adding that element to it, you know? But uh, it, it's, it became, it's very organic how it became, you know, because it started off with just one of the things I told them the first time was like uh, Elliot Smith, Roman Candle. Like I wanted yeah. that like real stripped down, just raw emotional stuff, you know? And I feel like we were able to capture that, but also add a lot of cool sonic elements to make it more interesting to listen yeah, to. Yeah, for sure. You know, like, and how do you write for this usually? Do you sit down separately, figure stuff out? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's just like, uh, I'll kind of like write the song and show it to them. And I'll, they'll be like maybe 90% done. And then that's kind of where we're trying to go now. <laughs> yeah, so like yeah. basically the whole project started, like Mike said, it's, it, it's very much like he's just he's an acoustic guitar player. I never even really thought about him that way until one day he's like, hey, listen to these songs. Like, I just, I've been playing these so long, I want to get them down. And so the whole project is really about Mike and Mike's writing songs. He's, it's like, he's one of these, like, perfect example is when you go on vacation with Mike, he always wants to bring an acoustic guitar. We were out of town for two days recording the backup vocals with his sister upstate. 
He's like, I'm gonna bring a guitar. I was like, when are you gonna play a guitar? He's like, I just, I need to have a guitar with me. And it's always an acoustic. <laughs> it's really funny. And like, you can tell he just like gets antsy, like if he can't play. And so to me, it's about, he does this stuff in like the most organic, artistic way possible. It's just like a thing he needs to do. And so I'm not so much, I'm not so much a songwriter in this. We're, we're kind of getting there. We're working on some of my riffs too, but this is really about like, taking his the emotion and the the the, this, the songwriting he's been doing for so long and just trying to flesh it out a little more the way i described it to him when i got it what makes me so excited about it is it gives me the opportunity where when you're doing when you're recording a band it's like how do we make this band sound good like you know the how does this band sound the best and how do we portray that with this it's a lot more of like just an open canvas where you go okay how do we highlight the best parts of this song in whatever sonic way you can think of. So it's very creative. And so that's where I come into it is just like that little voice on the outside that's like, cause I, w I wasn't involved at all in the writing of the songs for this record. It was just all the stuff that was added afterwards and about kind of filling it out. And now that we're coming into some of these new songs, which man, we play two of the new songs for the show and I'm in love with the new songs nice. he's writing. They's like, they're so catchy. It's gonna be so like, it, it would be so easy to just put them out and just be like acoustic guitar and vocals are fine. But you know, we're just doing a little stuff where I was like, hey, think about maybe adding this on the end, maybe shortening this. And I'm, and he's like, okay, okay. And then like two days later, he comes in and goes, hey, that, that thing you're all drunk and you were talking about the other night after you were listening to the songs. He's like, because I'd, I'd get all drunk listening to the songs and come home from like pet shop and be like, Mike, Mike, I got all these ideas for your songs. He's like, yeah, okay. And then like two, like two, three days later, he's like, I tried that. Like, I really like it. And so like, so it's really there. It's his songwriting. So it's mostly just him working through whatever. And then I just get to come in. You, so you're kind of playing a producer role? Kind of, yeah. Say. Although I don't consider myself to have enough skills to want to call myself that in public too often. But, <laughs> but yeah, like it's just, yeah, I basically shoehorned my way into this project and I'm not letting, and I'm not letting go. Nice. Because <laughs> it's way dude. too much fun. That's good. So you guys recorded this stuff together in your own studio or? We recorded with Max, uh, Max Rock. Max Rock. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, like we, effect. Uh, yeah, so because uh, we kind of already had a working relationship with him with yeah. Cicada, uh, he did Drift Dream with us, and you know how it is when you're in a studio, you spend eight hours on end with someone, you get pretty tight, pretty. Yeah, you know what I mean? Course. Like, you know, uh, he's ended up becoming a pretty good friend of mine. So, uh, got him involved in the mix, and it, it, it kind of started. It, I would describe this record, especially having like a Sunday vibe. Because like we were always having to record on a Sunday, which happened to be my only day off. This you know? is a Sunday too. Yeah, 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 still, it yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> so there we go. It's all full circle. Um, it's uh, I basically went to his house in Montclair when he was living with his fiance there at the time. It was a little apartment, uh, kind of a really quiet little residential neighborhood. But he kind of understood it right away where we were going with it because I showed him the demos, and right away we're recording just the acoustic guitar. And, He's going and opening all of his windows up and putting mics out the window, trying to just capture the sound, which How is really cool. important, yeah. you know, because what we ended up doing too was building on it, aside from just the songwriting, was like the weird, creepy noises and stuff in between that ended up being a lot of it as a result from field recordings I got on an iPhone. Oh, so wow. like I used to commute a lot and I was going through like a real rough patch of my life, but like I would always like somehow find like a sound. You know, you're just bored at a train station, wandering around. I got an, a half hour to kill before my next trade. So I'm just capturing sounds and people and like noises and end up being like aspects of my life and things that I heard. You know, we end up just kind of bleeding all that stuff together. So I feel like right away he understood what I was trying to do sonically in that spec. But then again, like the first day I just did that and then we came and then Brandon kind of laid stuff down on his own. And we kind of just, we, it was weird. It was very like on and off. And then we would go back and work on it and then two months wouldn't work on it. We go back and we'd add all the stuff that Brandon worked on that we wouldn't work on for a month. 
Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a three song this is a three song EP that the songs were done being written and it still took us shit basically two years to get it finished. Yeah, just because of like scheduling and then you just like it's life too and just like things we wanted to make happen. So just to to jump in like just for credit where credits due. So Max did all the engineering and mixing. He also played on the record a lot as well. He played some of the drums, a lot of the keys. Um, I think he played the mandolin, mandolin on yeah. one of the songs. Which so, is not even a mandolin player. <laughs> so it's like so yeah, I would I would call the productions like I helped produce it and then Max also helped produce. And then I did just a lot of additional engineering on like, yeah, because I would just do stuff. I record, so I would do stuff at home. Like I recorded the bass lines and a lot of the cymbal stuff. And we would just go in and like, it was cool because me and Mike were so deep into it. Like every day I'd be thinking about this stuff. Then you'd go back to Max. It'd be amazing because he would have this like, because he was right on the same page with him, But he's got so many projects going on that he's not listening to this stuff when he's not working yeah. on it. So it'd be amazing to him because he'd pull Jumped it up. right back into it, yeah. But he'd like pull it up and then he'd hear... He would hear like the way it was supposed to fit right away in a way that like we didn't hear because we were so often like back and forth. Like, just you, you know, you listen to something so much that you just like you get locked in. And he'd be like, "What about if I put this crazy like effect on this part of the voice?" Like, "Oh yeah!" Like I didn't even hear that. Yeah. Like, there's this one part where he puts this weird like almost like I don't know like crazy robot. It makes his sister sound like a robot, and it just like totally works. And I'm like, I never in a million years would have done that to her wow. voice. Yeah, that it's was real like, subtle. That was like the final aspect of the recording because uh, you know a lot of stuff was going on just in our life. Like we had them, we moved. We actually ended up moving in together. We're roommates. Another aspect. <laughs> That's yeah. really funny. But it actually, it's cool because now we work on stuff, and it's like all it's very the time. close. Yeah. yeah, you know. So I'll be like, hey, check this out. You know that type of stuff, and vice versa. But uh, the final, we finally moved, it got settled, and then, you know, my sister, who lives in upstate New York, she's also a singer, too, so we were like, let's get her on it, you know? Yeah, get an- her another Keith that is really musically talented. <laughs> this yeah. family is so irritating. And then their nephew, kid can sing like an angel. Yeah, like the whole thing. Wait, your nephew's on the record? No, oh, no we, wanted to, we wanted singer. to try really bad. He said he didn't want to. He was being, a little, he was being a little petulant. <laughs> I was like, uh, I heard you're good at singing. He's like, I am good. <laughs> that cocky eight-year-old attitude you know like yeah. uh but uh yeah so that was the final thing we just went up there and it's actually kind of where the name came from too because she lives in upstate new york and you know uh i ate an edible and we were driving up and we we're going uh, into her place and i see uh the sign that says crooked lake and i was like that'd be a really good yeah name. there you go and i was like this place and also like i was i was probably just really stoned the edibles coming in but i was like this place looks so familiar yeah, the whole bro, time my like- <laughs> Upstate New York hippie hacky sack moment. Oh yeah, and then uh, and then my sister's like, "Yo, that's where I got married, dumbass." Like, yeah, because you know? the whole time he's all like, "We're she going through, yeah. like West, yeah, like Western Mass." And he's just like, "I swear, this like this lake, this all looks so familiar." And I'm just like driving. I'm like, "Yeah, Mike, okay, sure." And then yeah, his sister's like, "Yeah, you've been there." Yeah, like, so she got married to this like little. It used to be like um, um, I'm trying to think during Prohibition era, it was a speakeasy, wow. like FDR drank. There was little cabin on this lake in the middle of upstate New York. But it just had like a real quaint kind of name, and it kind of like I, the name kind of just finally, it kind of like spoke to me. And I hate to be like, yeah, it was all like you know my hippie moment, like oh wow, cool. But like I don't know, it kind of just sounded cool. And coincidentally, I went and looked, and it was like wasn't taken, which is weird because everything's taken. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like, that's great. I was waiting to type in and be like, oh, it's five different bands. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm still Zero. waiting to get a letter. Well, one. Yeah, man. one. I'm still band. waiting to get like a cease and desist. Fucking any day cease now. and desist. Bullshit. <laughs> Although there's. 
Although when we when our stuff went up on Spotify, there's like one weird track by someone called Crooked Lake. Yeah, from like some weird. That was like, oh, but it's like world music or yeah, something. Yeah, some I was weird like, I world think, music. That from like that's the always 90s. the best. So when bizarre. The bands have the same name and are completely different. I don't think that guy's coming after. He's <laughs> no, not. I when he's probably cooking like a vegan restaurant. When or our record first dropped, I remember just putting my Spotify on just like to repeat the yeah. EP. I was like, I was like, I'm not trying to get plays for money. Like I just want to bump enough plays fast enough to bump this song. Yeah. All, in all fairness, yeah. he was here first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in legal aspects, no, he was not. No, he was yeah, not. Sh- no, no. But yeah, yeah it, I feel like even though it was kind of a, it was like a hippie moment where you're like, that's a great name. It, it, it fits the vibe. It's like, it's kind of like, it fits the vibe. It's like, you know, it's kind of a little more natural. You know, it's, I don't know. I, I think it's a good name. It was a good, it was a good impulse. And then it kind of worked with the artwork that we ended up doing that Brandon did with pictures that he had saved. Um, and I kind of wanted like, I just kept going like, I wanted to almost be like a end of summer camp kind of vibe where, you know, you're yeah. splitting off from your best friends you've hung out with the whole, and just kind of saying goodbye in a sense, you know, like that was kind of like the whole vibe, you know, like it's a, that's definitely, I feel that vibe. Yeah. I feel that vibe. Definitely. Yeah, it's about some serious stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> what, what is it about? It's very personal, obviously. Yeah. Some real personal. I mean, for, you know, it's, like, it's really is, uh, a lot of the lyrics and stuff really just me being honest about feelings and stuff that I experience, which I know I'm not alone and feeling people, everyone feels depressed and anxious and all this, but if I could somehow turn these moments of despair versus moments of like clarity and able to turn that into something beautiful. That's really, just like any other art, just be able to take negative something and turn it into something, even if it's like a tour of terrible life event, a loss of someone you love. Yeah. Be able to turn that into something beautiful. It's like really the essence of life in my, of course, you know, like, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, you, you know, you, you turn the, make it positive and learn from it and move on and just, you know, that's kind of the vibe. Yeah. With a lot of the lyrics. And what about the recording experience for this compared to all the records you guys have done with Cicada Radio? In this in this project, like I was saying earlier, like with Cicada, it's in, in any band, it's about how do I get to the core of like what these songs are? Like how do I like pr- present what this band has written? Where like the creation of the song and the real the final sound like that happened at when you wrote the song when you yeah. practiced it when you ran through it and then you know you add production touches you know until you we all until you know we go off and make like tusk or you know whatever like till we go make the weird records like <laughs> you know um but you know mostly it's about with cicada it's about like how do we capture the emotion in pat's voice how do we like make mike's guitar really do this thing how do we make the drum slam with this the creative part the like the songs are written but the real shaping of and especially coming into it with like we had never done a record. We, we, there was no, there was no like, oh, let's make this record sound like this. It was just like, like I was saying, like, what in your mind is gonna look, would sound cool here? What can you possibly think yeah. of? And so like, it 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 moved the part where you shape the real the sound of the record and what it should be moved from the practice space to the studio. And I found that part really exciting. That's what got me really into it. And then like Mike just kept throwing curveballs at you. He'd be like, here's a recording of. A crazy guy on the train. I want this in the song, and me and Max are just like, um, okay, <laughs> sure, Mike, no problem. But then, like, all of a sudden, about four or five minutes into the process, next thing you know, you're like, yeah, pan that shit to the left, and then like put a bunch of this and do this over here. Next thing you know, you're like, holy shit, I see exactly what Mike was talking about. Yeah. So it's like it'd be funny. We like, got Mike, it. Mike could do this weird shit. Be like, yeah. So I got like, if you listen to the end of it, is it Runaway? There's yeah. like six or seven. There's probably like at least five different samples laid over that it's like there's like bugs and train conductor and a homeless guy and all just all kinds of shit going on and you're just like this is never gonna work and then you listen to it and you're like 
that's amazing. It worked. It's so much fun. Yeah, and it made it, it gave it, it made that whole song something different. Just that it's got this long outro on it, and then you're just like, well, like you listen to this great song, and you just like this weird outro, and you're just like, what the hell was that? And it's, it gives it this like, not unsettled vibe, but this kind of like, like I said, I'm just, I have this thing that I've, he's heard me bitch about a lot. I was like, I'm just, I'm sick of punk, I'm sick of hearing punks play acoustic guitars and just stand <laughs> up on stage by themselves. I get it. I've been in bands. I know, I see why you'd want to go do your thing by yourself, but yeah. I'm just sick of punk standing up there and like, I love a good acoustic guitar song, but I'm just like, I'm over it. I toured with a guy where we played with a bunch of, a bunch of acts like that. And I'm just like, unless you're great. Yeah. Just, I want one more thing. I want like someone singing some backups. I want a little something else there. And so. It's got Mike's got these great songs and he let us he let me and Max really go nuts just like whatever him out. and yeah. like and just yeah and just like and then it's interesting now because like it's like he was saying it's like now that we have this like almost like a proof of concept record that we're like really proud of you can hear it in his song right like oh yeah no I left this part long so we can really like breathe up and down on some production elements in here and he's like he now that he's seeing like he was saying he's seeing less black and white when he writes his songs he's seeing like oh we can color this verse this way and and. Yeah, it's amazing. I think it's gonna. I think if we keep this, up, I think it's gonna translate into the the future Cicada records too, in the way that we think about like how we how we approach some of the more production elements. I mean, it's it's already like me and Pat from Cicada are already working on how to like thinking this stuff through and not making it an afterthought. So like, it's they're different, but they complement each other. Cool. And so three songs, self-titled EP, got more songs on the way. Yeah, we're saying? writing stuff now. Yeah, we're. I'm just like, I, we have a few songs, like I have a few songs written, obviously aren't recorded or anything. Right now we're actually in the midst of a cicada recording. We have the drums done. Right now we're working on guitar. It's kind of a slow process because we're doing it all of ourselves. Like Brandon's doing all the recording and stuff. So slow process and it's going to be a while, but as soon as that's kind of more we're going to start maybe recording and quite frankly i had to put the brakes on working on that because i had to go learn how to i had to relearn all the guitar parts for this record for the show on thursday (laughs) i never thought i would have to play live and then i was like oh yeah like until that show i've never played guitar on stage before oh wow and that's why we were both kind of uh nervous for own ways like obviously like i've played hundreds of shows like easily like but it was it's different when you're the but this do, was you're your show doing yeah. the, well, I'm, I'm singing the whole time I'm playing you're guitar the but I'm also front. like it's, it's easier just to be a guitar like I used to show up just like drunk as hell at the shows and be like alright let's yeah. do this and be fine but now I'm like alright no you're like doing the rhythm you're doing you're you know you're the one that's handling these songs like if you mess up that's on you you know what I mean? So like, so yeah. So but now, now the cicada thing is in full swing again. I was just listening to the on walking to Uncle Joe's yesterday. I was listening to the demos we had and going, yeah. and it was actually it was a nice break. Cause now I'm like super excited to get the cicada record in the bag in the bag. Like I think that's what it's good for all of us because like you know between life and like that you can get burnt out. I mean we've been cicada radio has been around for 11 years now. You yeah. know like. Uh, that's the one element I really like about this. It's just more artistic freedom, and it makes me happier to be doing Cicada Radio stuff, too, because yeah. it's so different, and it's, you know, it's stuff that's been around longer, and people, it resonated with people over, and we've done, like, what, like, six albums at this point? Yeah, so, like, you guys have done a lot of records yeah, with so, Cicada, for sure. You know, uh, and I'm really just looking forward to the future. I can't wait to just flesh out these new songs and have them all done. Like, just can't wait to get back to the studio and just start all over again. Yeah. Now this record's finally out after all these two years. Oh, these, these new songs are so good, too. Like, when he, so I'm, because I do also do tracking, so like when I was like, so do you have new songs? Do you want to play for the show? Because like, how else are we going to fill up a twenty minute set when we have a three song record? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we don't have like we didn't want to get into like bringing like electronics and stuff to like do all this. So like, how are we going to do this? He go, I got two new songs. So I was like, all right, come in my room. Let's just like throw up some mics. And I recorded just like half ass demos of these songs. Yeah, like, little mic here, little mic for the vocals. Do it all live, no problem. 
swear to God, by the time I was done with the basic mix, there's already stuck in my. I was like, I'd be like walking to the store, wow. with like the new, like the the melody or the uh, chorus for the new songs, like stuck in my head, and I was just like, this new, like the, It's so weird to like trying to be doing press for this record, but like we've heard these songs, the, these songs we just, and I'm so excited about the new record, but I'm like. I'm ready. Like I'm excited about the next record. Yeah. Already. Like, this shit like gets me hyped, man. I'm like, I told, I already told him. I was like, before we even started any of this, the cicada stuff. I was like, you better be ready to start working on the new Crooked Lake record as soon as the cicada yeah. shit is. As soon as we can send this off to Skylar to mix, like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we're like deep. We're going right back into Crooked Lake. Like, I cannot wait to start doing this next record. Skylar Ross. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he does, he's the mastering obviously the record too. We forgot to mention that. Yeah. yeah so he, he the finishing touches obviously that made it you know a record. Yeah. Know? He's Skylar has pretty quickly become kind of our when we can afford him. He's our go-to guy. The kid's got a great ear. It's irritating how good he is and how young he is. He's got such a good ear. He's so easy to work with he's like really when i get in there and get really like anal about something in a track like he's really understanding really quick to understand when i'm like it just needs to be less whatever you know he's like yeah i got you it just helps with the organic process like yeah. said, we've worked with them for cicada records he's mastered a couple like we've done the same thing like i just like working with the same people so i feel like it's funny how we just end up working with the same people yeah. but it works yeah we have a good working relationship with them so why why you know if it's not broke why fix it i mean it, the know? same thing came in on uh so we shouting out people in the scene. Same thing came through on uh, our first show on Thursday. You know, like Mike said, we were both kind of nervous. And then he hits up, is it FM? And he hits up uh, Tony to talk like, hey, just get the details. I go, like, oh, by the way, who's doing sound? I was like, oh, Corey's doing sound. As soon as we heard that, we've done we've done so many shows with Cicada with Corey. That as soon as we heard Corey was doing sound, we were like, thank God. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing for us to wear. I was like, I was like I'd, I'd literally never played. I was playing through my computer. So like, I'd never even played these songs through an amp yet with Mike. So I was just like. I was a little freaked out. Yeah. As soon as we saw her, Corey was there. We're like, this is gonna be. F-. Corey Zach, the sound guy. Yeah, man. Like Corey, like <laughs> what a guy. He, he made, really like is, he just yeah. made us so comfortable. It's that same thing of like you just. It's so easy to be creative when you're with people you're comfortable with. Yeah. You know? It's like it's really nice, and it's like I feel like Cicada's helped us do this. Like when I come through and say something, Mike trusts me. He's not like. I don't know about that. So like, really, you want to like <laughs> symbols? Like I don't know. Now he's just like, cool. Let's hear it. Like maybe not so much. Like okay, maybe not so much. Maybe <laughs> yeah. not so much. Although Mike's not really one for not. He's just like, yeah, this is I like awesome. more. <laughs> I kept trying to cut stuff out, like right at the, like the last minute. I'm a big like throw everything at a song yeah. and then start like pulling things out. But then I kept like I remember like pulling like a I think it was a ride symbol out on one of the songs and Mike like we're playing it back. And Mike goes, hey, hey, where's that ride symbol? I was like, oh, I thought that was kind of annoying. I thought I'd be like, no, no, I can't bring that back. Yeah, bring it back. Bring that shit yeah. back. He's like, I don't. He's like, I don't like it. I just hear it now. I'm like, it's got to be there now. I'm like, all right. So, it's good. Like, I have a lot of ideas, but Mike is, he's like, he's good. Cause like, I'll come in and be like, let's try this and this. And I'm like, the mixing was weird. Like, you would have thought it was my record. Cause it's like me and it's like me and Max just being like, I'd be like, have the headphones on. I sat there and, and drank Mike, like six beers. Mike just like drinking ciders <laughs> yeah. and like, you know, messing around on his phone. But he's, you know, but that's <laughs> him. But then he's like, he's there. He's there, you know, but like, he's not there. Like, I'm like there, like moment yeah. to moment being like, maybe turn that down like a decimal. Maybe automate, sorry, maybe automate this. And then like Mike, then you'd get Mike in there, but like, did, did we go too far? And he'd come back and he'd just be like, yeah, maybe it's just a little, like, and then you'd expect him to be like, maybe it's a little too much. And he'd be like, no, maybe push that, push that more. Like, that's cool. <laughs> and so it's, it's really fun because he's not, Mike doesn't keep a stranglehold on it, you know? Like, he doesn't... I've worked with some other acoustic guitar, like, songwriters, but they get so caught up in their songwriting that, like, it's hard for them to allow all this other sound to develop, where Mike's like, no, the songs are fine. Like, just whatever we should, whatever we can do to them, it'll be fun. So, like, he didn't get... 
I was worried when I kept trying to ask that he'd be like, yeah, but you're losing the... And it's easy to do, like, lose the core of the song. Yeah. I feel like the songwriting still comes through really well. I'm really anxious, too, in the future, like, even just even for a future live show is kind of more of a collective type of thing where I can incorporate people I like and people I've worked with, you know? Especially from the Jersey City scene, you know? So, like, the next record, I want to just try and, like, get as many people involved as possible or who are willing to do it. Yeah, for <laughs> You know, sure. just to get, like, cool stuff. Like, you know, just someone wants to play drums on a track. Hey, let's get them. You know, like... Yeah, let's like, get him. Okay, like, yeah, I'm really, in, I'm also really interested in the idea. I haven't even really run it by Mike, but I like the idea too of like where one of the things that made this record so fun was that like me and Max were both playing a lot of instruments that we don't really like. They're not our main things. Like, sure, Max played some guitar. I, you know, I play guitar, but that's not my main thing. Like, I played fucking Glockenspiel on this record. I can't play a Glock, and so did Max. Like, we can't, I can't play Glock. Ma- made Max play mandolin because I play mandolin, but I couldn't think of the right notes to play. Yeah. So I remember just passing it to him, like, I don't know, you try. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be like, just being lazy. <laughs> it'd be like Max, like there's one song where like there's toms, like Max is playing the toms with his hands. Oh, wow. Yeah, we were just like, that was the whole thing. It'd just be like, so I like the idea too of like getting people in and being like, you know what? Play something on the keyboard for this. It's all digital. We're not wasting tape. So like, I'm really into the whole collective, like trying to bring people in and get them yeah. involved in this. I think it's really, fun. I think it's a really fun idea. Yeah, especially that idea of get people that aren't comfortable with the instrument. I like that idea. Yeah, I think that'll be fun. And like, it's take them out of their comfort zone. keep people's boundaries. Well, yeah. and, it, and it's and it's fu- and it's fun for like you know somebody that's been playing and like you know been playing guitar in some band for the last ten years. Like, hey, like come play. Like, what else can you do? What else do you mess? What do you mess around with at home and wish you were in a band doing? Come play it on this record, unless it's something ridiculous. Like, yeah. You know who we should get on this record? We should get that girl from the high fives to play a theremin. A theremin. That, that's like the weird hand instrument. Oh, the yeah. High five, yeah. The high fives is always playing. <laughs> She's the only person I've ever seen play a yeah. theremin. Yeah. And like, I remember at the last show they played up here, I remember being like, I remember when they first started, and it would just be like weird noise. I was like, is it just me or can she actually play the theremin now? Like, and it's like dead. I was like, look, listening to him, like, whenever one of their last shows at FM was, I was like, yeah, it's like I guess that's been like six or seven years now or whatever. Yeah, they're big children now. Yeah. They're not little kids anymore. Yeah, talking to Yeah, talk- I remember seeing them they're like twelve. Yeah, yeah like- talking to Joe and he's like, Yeah, we're looking at colleges. Yeah. I'm just like Damn, rock and roll high fives are growing up. I think the best thing is what was the years ago we played the uh the cemetery and every other Neil pointed out, he's like, I just want to point out that the only person to actually bring all of his gear to the drum throne. We have guys who've been doing this for years, and he was the only ever, yeah, ever, ever, right? Isn't it ever? ever He's the only yeah. one to like bring a drum. Yeah, I think he, if I remember correctly, I think he was twelve at the time. Yeah, this and is like, I just want to point out, like, just thirty-year-olds here who've been doing this for like twenty years. Our drummer, like all the other drums, like, yo, can we use your drum throne? He's the only person in the entire day to bring a drum throne until wow. like one or two bands before it was yeah, like the I want to point out a 12 year old that was more prepared than all of you. Yeah, Very like, well prepared. Yeah, it's like no no wonder those kids are yeah, but so that was that was fun. But yeah, it's like that's the thing. It's like I want to get just like a lot of I want to try to get people from the scene on the next record. You sing? You sing, Tom? Come, come sing on the record. A little record. bit, maybe. Come sing we'll on the say, record. We'll say. Hey, we'll yeah. have to say. Any other shows coming up? Just started kicking around the idea the other night of like maybe trying to like do a little like just a little like area run of like tour like next spring maybe once we like kind of flesh out the live sound a little more. But that's still in the very very like embryonic stages of like we were just like just the other night we were walking around like wait this isn't a full band like well, that's what it is. Renting tour. a car and going on tours like super easy. Hey, what's up, the now? undertaking? You know, yeah. like we've done like you know it's like five or six a kid radio tours and. Even though a week long, that could take, that's months of planning, you know, yeah. this or that between booking shows and making sure everyone's off work. Not a, yeah. yeah. Get, everyone's on the same page is the hardest part. Yeah. And then get, and then you're, and then it's like, 
okay, like what gear, like how big a vehicle can we get? Because none of us have a car yet. Like how big a vehicle can we get? Like, um, okay, what do we need to borrow? Okay, now Mike has to reach out to all the bands we're playing with beyond booking them and getting shows lined up. Now he has to reach out to me. He's like, hey, can we use your cabinet? Can we use your drum set? You know, and it's just the whole thing with this. It's just like a couple dudes and we can just rent whatever. Yeah, we so, rent like a mid-sized sedan. Yeah, yeah so we were just, and we had so much fun driving up to Troy, New York to do his thing with his sister that we're like, it'd be super easy to just throw a couple guitars in a, in a van or in a, in a car and like map the whole tour around states where weed is legal <laughs> not the worst idea i've ever heard i was playing i was playing with sammy k a couple years ago so i got to like meet i met a handful of people up around the area and like that that are into like that play like mellow or stuff like that like smaller venues like we could play in a living room no problem yeah, yeah. that's kind of what i'm looking forward to is like and you know so like yeah anywhere. so if anybody listens to this and they want to hear crooked lake play in their living room i'll next play spring, weddings i'll play funerals call us because yeah it's very embryonic <laughs> stages like literally we were talking about it we just came up with the idea like i think walking from uncle joe's to the pet shop oh, last yeah, night yeah, yeah. We're like wait we could totally do that <laughs> Yeah, because so. I mean, like I said, we made enough contacts with Cater Radio where we can actually try to book some stuff like that. I'm looking forward to it, you know. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was one of those things, like he said, it was like we we never really thought about this as a live project. And then we played that live show on Thursday and it was like really fun. And like everybody seemed like, I mean, they were all our friends. They're going to tell us they liked it anyways, except for maybe your, except for maybe Pat. He might have told us the truth. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's so like. It was so fun and so easy. There's like, why, why would we not do more of this? You know, like, yeah. It was really, it was like a really good time and easy. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully soon we'll have more Crooked Lake shows. Excellent. And you're gonna play some Crooked Lake songs. I could play one or two. Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna play? Uh, this actually, I was thinking about playing a one we didn't record off. It's one that's not on the record. You know, it's one of the newer ones. Cool. We, we played it last Thursday, and uh, yeah, it sounds pretty cool. Uh, again, yeah, he usually plays electric over it, but I'm just going to do it myself yeah, just for the sake of convenience. Yeah. Again, I don't, I, we were talking about before we started, I really hate carrying things. And that's, uh, it's it's really a big hindrance on my, my musical career. Yeah, it's all good. You know, because like, they seem to make amps like lighter, you know, like amp companies like S- work on that. S- says the guy who now just has to carry an acoustic guitar. Like all of a sudden heavy. I got a pedal board I got to carry full of pedals and shit. I got guitars. I got I'm going to have to get an amp for this project. Yeah. Which is awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, you're complaining about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I like, hate buying. Gear. I was like, oh darn, I'm gonna have to buy new gear if I keep playing guitar in this project. Shucks, that's too bad, ain't it? Ah <laughs> oh, shucks. So what's the name of the song? It's actually play? it's actually called Crooked Smile, but I was I named the song actually because I had this written before uh, the Crooked Leg was a thing. But I'm gonna change the name. But for right now, let's just call it Crooked Smile. All right, cool. <laughs> All right. All right. Pushing me away another day Sleepless night and sorrows here to stay But really not so bad Love is a game Life's too short to be mad And your crooked smile will go away Everything does, there's really no escape It keeps you up at night No surprise 
I couldn't look at anybody else I'll never look at anybody else Can't forget the day when you said You belong with me, we no longer can pretend And there will come a day when you feel that pain When you're looking for a friend See the lights for miles, sunny days Some people change while others stay the same it keeps me up at night No surprise I couldn't look at anybody else I'll never look at anybody else I couldn't look at anybody else I'll never look at anybody else The day sitting on a train, watch the world go by. I can't stop to think I'm wasting time. Gone way too soon, and I'm pleading now. I'm begging you, don't go. Write some words you'll never read. I'm looking for a sign. All I have are silhouettes Hoping I wake up, I'm wasting time Gone way too soon and I'm pleading now I'm begging you don't go Don't go Sunny day through the meadows in the fall. I awoke, but nothing seemed to change. Gone way too soon, and I'm pleading now. I'm begging you, don't go. I've never been so low, I can't numb the pain. I've become a ghost, we're all the same Gone way too soon and I'm pleading now I'm begging you don't go
We're back. Oh, we're back. Mike played two unreleased songs. Yeah, you got to listen to this to hear them. Yeah. But if you're already hearing this, you're already listening to it, so thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look at my records exclusive content. Exclusive. We also heard two songs from the debut EP from Crooked Lake. We heard Palisades, my personal favorite, and Runaway. And we're going to end the show later on by playing the third track on the EP. You can get the debut EP from Crooked Lake via Bandcamp, crookedlake.bandcamp.com. And it's also available on all streaming services. And now we're going to be looking at some records. Let's go, Mike. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many to choose from, obviously. Um, but for, at least for this project, I wanted to make something that pertained that actually had influence on me, too. It, it's specifically with this project. So I picked RK Fire Neon Bible. Um, it just has a really dark element to it. I was yeah. really appreciated the multi instrumental thing. Um, I was like where they recorded. They had a lot of nice natural atmosphere because I think they recorded in that like church. Church, they yeah, yeah. In, in Canada, yeah, in Montreal. Uh, like, and then you know, especially this because it's like they incorporated uh, what song was? I think it was Intervention where they had the real heavy organ that was yeah. in the church. Uh, and that was a big influence on me just because I just I remember when this record came out when I was listening to it. Obviously, everyone has that record. They can remember a specific part in their life when they remember hearing it yeah. you know and it was like I just graduated college and like just with this record in particular like especially the, the way the vocals go back and forth between the, the, the lead male and like the lead female in the band it was kind of like something that I'd like to write in the future too with like the way I've been writing now that like I got my sister in the fold and doing the backup vocals wow. with us that like now I'm writing songs like hearing her parts too so this is a big influence on me just because how well recorded it is too it's real crisp you can hear everything it just has an overall creepy vibe with weird noises, and that's something I really like. Yeah. Excellent pick. What song? <laughs> I'm going like to say Intervention. Intervention. Yeah, cool fucking organ and everything, and the, the ambiance, you know? Excellent <laughs> choice. Can't go wrong with Arcade Fire. And what do you got, <laughs> Carl and the Passions? You, you really yeah, I've got Carl and the... No, kidding. I got... I went for... Pete Boys, went, Pet Sounds. I went for Pet Sounds, because you know if you're going to pretend to be a producer... <laughs> who better to rip off than the best but in all seriousness i actually i listened to this record a lot when i was working on this because it was like we were saying earlier that idea of like whatever sound you could come up with to fit in and so for me it's a split between either caroline no or you still believe in me caroline no's got that cool end where it's like the train yeah. sounds and that that helped me kind of understand what mike was doing with like that but it was really a lot of it's not even my favorite song on the record but you still believe in me when you listen to that song there's like like a bike bell in there and it could have all been done just on a drum set but he decided to use these stranger sounds that is like just make give it this weird kind of like artistic feel instead of just like that was the whole thing with this record so for me i guess it'd be you still believe in me because it's got these cool this cool instrumentation yeah. that's really unexpected and almost annoying in a way, but not like it yeah. makes it all work. So yeah, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna pretend to be a producer, there's no you get steal from the best man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, really mm. awesome. <laughs> so Caroline, now yeah, I love that song. <laughs> so good. I love absolutely fucking. Love then if you that. listen to <laughs> if you listen to Sloop song. John B, I actually kind of ripped that bass line off for one of the bass lines oh, on, yeah. on uh on the last cicada you record it's, it's real subtle but like if you once you once i hear it i'm like I'm totally it's funny you think that too. <laughs> i was just doing this whole thing about like you know what, what people perceive as emo and obviously everyone has a debate about it but they were actually saying that pet sounds was known 
as being the first emo record. It's so oh, really? emo. I've never heard that. And it, and it makes what I've never thought of that. I read it and I was like, you know, it makes fucking sense. It totally like, does. Well, for a long time growing up, there was always like I didn't really like the Beach Boys. There's always like a, it'd be like a handful of their songs that I liked. It, I, I was like a grown man when I realized when I found out yeah, all the songs that I liked, they're all off this record. Yeah. Like, no, I don't really like any other Beach Boys songs. Like there's like about five or six songs. The next thing you know, it's like. Oh yeah, like one of them was like, I wasn't made for these times. Um, God only knows. Yeah. Like, and you're just like, how was that record that fucking good? So, and that's the weird thing too. I feel like growing up. It was such up, a bad record cover. I never listened to Beach, <laughs> Beach Boys growing up, but I feel like, you know, people always say like, you either like Stones or you like the Beatles. And like my mom always liked the Beatles, but I almost feel like it's more should be like, do you actually listen to the Beatles or like, you know, Beach Boys? Because yeah. my mom never really was into it. So I never really heard it growing up, like here and there. But to me, like it was almost like regarded from a, my mom being a hardcore Beatles fan as like they were like the Beatles ripoff band, which they weren't obviously. Yeah, they weren't completely different. different. It was just like they had similar hairstyles, maybe. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know, maybe. the same thing with like the Stones. Like there really is much of a comparison, but there was always that it was like device. You know, like you either like them or you like them. Like, but growing up, yeah, was, in adulthood, I grew to appreciate the Beach Boys for sure. Cool. Yeah, I remember reading something recently that they interviewed bands and asked them if you could give someone from like a remote tribe or village who had no exposure to the outside world what would you tell them to listen to beach boys and i was like i think god only knows by the beach boys oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. such a good song you know <sighs> that's yeah. true yeah <laughs> that's really, that makes a lot of sense yeah it's like i feel like it's just universally no matter who you are where you come from yeah even if you've never heard music rock music yeah, that, no, I, think that, I, I never would have thought of that, but that's I totally can get yeah, that. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. All right, enough of me. We're going to hear Arcade Fire and the Beach Boys. Arcade Fire, Neon Bible, Intervention, Beach Boys, Pet Sounds, Caroline No, and we'll be back. I can 
We're back, everybody. We heard Arcade Fire and the Beach Boys here with Crooked Lake. Guys, are so great having you here. No, appreciate on the show it. Yeah. Today. Thank you so much for having us over, man. We appreciate you. Anytime. Chatting us up, get letting us finally kind of get the idea for the new the new project out. Hell there. yeah! And also, we were all able to do this after Ghost of Uncle Joe's. <laughs> yeah. We all dragged our asses out of bed, and we're all here. So we did it. We're here. We survived. Yeah, we survived. <laughs> Hashtag aspirin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hashtag leave Advil. Advil. <laughs> yes, Advil. So what's next? You said no shows scheduled yet, yet, but but hopefully something will come up. Like I said, this was almost like I announced the band and then Dancing Tony almost immediately was like, hey, you got a new band? Do you want to play? (laughs) Like, you know, because obviously I've had a working relationship with him for years. So he obviously, without even hearing the band, he booked us just because he obviously trusts our taste, I'm assuming. (laughs) He does. God bless that man. Yeah, I love him. He did a great job too with Uncle, yeah, speaking of uh, Ghost, he did a great job and everyone else did too. What a guy. Yep. Crooked Lake, what a band. <laughs> Hot Thanks, new Tom. band on the Jersey City scene. Check out the record available on CD. Oh, via Amazon. Killing Horse Records. Pretty much all the streaming yeah, platforms. Spotify, iTunes. It's all out there. Killing Horse got hooked up. I'm looking at it on Spotify <laughs> right now. I, th- I think. I think you can get Crooked Lake shirts off the Killing Horse website oh, that have the album art on them. Oh, excellent. That's what Ryan tells me, but I. Don't quote me on it, Ryan from Killing Horse Records. But don't quote me on that. But I think that's true. I think that's up in the store now, or soon, if not. Um, the designs look really cool. They do, yeah. Hopefully, I'll try to get more merchandise, and you know, obviously, try to get the momentum going, get some shows booked. So we'll be we'll be around soon. And if you do buy the CD, there's a bunch of fun little pictures inside. Awesome. You only get to see them if you come buy the records. Come to a show, buy the record. We'll see Crooked Lake out there playing shows, doing stuff. For the rest of 2019 into 2020. You probably see me eating falafels in the pedestrian plaza in Jersey City <laughs> every, every two days. <laughs> love doing that. Just go out there. You might see me. I'll, I'll talk him. to you. He'll say, hey. Yeah, say, hey, we'll or, talk about music. Or like three times a week at the Wonder Bagel on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> or at the seven liquor stores I frequent. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for having us. Anytime, yeah, man. We're going to close the episode with borrowed time. Thank you. See you guys next <laughs> this is Borrowed Time by Crooked Lake off of Crooked Lake. See you <laughs> later. Peace.
Not your own.